Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. We're getting ready to head back to homeschool, or for some of you, that's for the very first time. So I'm excited to welcome you to the ranks. You're going to have a great, great year. But you know, it's so important that we get our focus right from the very beginning and that we lay a foundation for building a strong family and using homeschooling as a tool for that right from the start. Because if we're not careful, the act of homeschooling can actually become a villain or a hindrance to our accomplishing the mission that God has given us. That's one of the reasons I wrote my newest book, Heart School, How Amazing Parents Become Excellent Home Educators. I want to help you get started with the right mindset and approach this year. So I encourage you to pick up a copy today. You can get a digital copy for only $5 at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book, or you can search for the Heart School printed book on our website. I'm also excited to share with you about our upcoming one-day homeschooling parent summits coming up this fall. We'll be in Cartersville, Georgia on September 23rd and in Nashville, Tennessee on October 28th. I encourage you to join us there as we spend the day together learning and growing as parents. You can go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events to learn more about those one-day events. So today, I'm excited to be joined by Lindsay Carroll. Lindsay is the owner of Driven by Grace, and she's been creating rich Bible studies for homeschool families since 2020. She has a passion for teaching God's Word and making it accessible and understandable for all ages. I look forward to chatting with her about Bible time in our homeschools. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, it is, as we were chatting before, it... I feel like we have a very similar heart in trying to equip families to do things that are really, really important. You were telling me a little bit about your story, and I would love for you to share that with the families who are listening in, because you have been homeschooling, you said, for about four years. And it sounds like really the ministry that God has given you was birthed out of a need that you felt in your own life. So I wanted you to share that with everyone as we're getting started. Yes, I started homeschooling my kids I think like everybody else in 2020 when the pandemic hit and little did I know that God had a big plan for me to create this desire to teach my kids God's word. And I wasn't sure how to do that. And this, I was looking for how to teach my kids organically in our homeschool. And I just saw a lot of topical studies and that's how I grew up. But I had this hunger to teach them how I want to learn. And the best way was through studying God's word a book at a time. And that's what organically grew this desire to create Bible studies for my kids. It started with a Christmas study and we did a verse by verse study of Jesus' birth. And I've created an Exodus study where we, my kids and I have read every verse going through the first 20 chapters of Exodus. So my heart was to teach them God's word, teaching them it in depth, in context with culture, how I like to learn. And it's been really fruitful for our family. It keeps my kids super engaged and it's just become a passion project and there's so much I want to create. and I feel so blessed that the Lord is, I walk away sometimes and I do not feel qualified to create the studies I create. Or that's just reminds me that the Lord can use just, he just needs a willing vessel to create whatever he wants to use. And I walk away sometimes blown away by what the 
Holy Spirit has helped me create, and I give it all glory to God for anything that's in my my Bible study shop. That is, yeah, that's awesome to hear. And I think there's probably a lot of people out there like me who that resonates with so much where you're just like, God, I cannot believe that you would let me do whatever it is that he is letting you do. And yet he is so good to use his people. And, you know, when we put what he's put in our hands and we put it right back out for him to use, it's amazing what he can accomplish in that So that's really encouraging to hear. One thing, though, before we go on, tell us how old your kiddos are that you're doing these studies with, because I think that there's there's a tendency to think that children have to be a certain age or a certain stage or a certain reading level or whatever in order to be able to grasp biblical Mm -hmm. concepts and truth or any kind of, you know, Bible study that's consistent. And I think it's it's really interesting where your family is right now and how God is mobilizing you at this stage. So I have three kids. My oldest is seven. He's going to be eight in two months. He's almost eight. My daughter is five. And then my youngest is two. And I actually started doing reading the Bible like verse by verse since my son was four. And that's actually a question I get a lot. Like when I create my Bible studies, people always ask, well, how old do my kids have to be? I have a four-year-old. Um, and I... What I've learned in my experience is I would rather my kids can reach the level above what their expectation is for their age. You can teach the kids above and they will rise to the occasion. They can actually retain and understand a lot more information that I think we give them credit for. And so I intentionally do not dumb my studies down so that the four-year-old can grasp everything. Because the beautiful thing with God's word is the more you repeat and go through it, the more you're going to walk away and learn. Um, You can study Exodus five times and you're going to find something new every time you go through it. And so I definitely, I've been teaching my two-year-old's going to grow up more in the God, word of God than my oldest one did because I didn't start him till he was four. And so it's just become part of our culture of our family is just everyone's going to learn the word of God um, and every person will walk away retaining different bits, what they can comprehend at that stage, but we're going to revisit it and reteach it and they will retain more. And I write it in a way so that parents can learn with their kids. And that's always the biggest compliment I get from parents when they do my studies is, wow, I'm learning. I never grew up as a Christian and I never knew all this information. Or this is one said that her husband went to Bible school and he didn't learn any of that information. And so it's just how know, yeah, that parents like these studies because they're learning with their kids. It's not just, they're not going to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I want to tack on to that because I am way far down the road from where you are. My my baby is about to turn 17. So, you know, we're we're way down the way. But one thing with with the benefit of hindsight and looking in your rearview mirror, we did a lot of things intuitively. We talked about things of the Lord, the things that I was studying in my own quiet time or David was studying, we discussed with the kids. So they grew up their whole life with the expectation or understanding that what was normal for a Christian family or for a Christian in general was to get up, get in, study God's word, and then talk about it because that's all they had seen because they grew up in our home. And Mm -hmm. so the foundation, not just for the tools of study that you're giving, but also for the habit, the expectation that this is how a believer functions. We want, we have hunger for God's word. That's so powerful. And the way that that will show up as your kids get older is just incredible as not only will they have a depth of understanding, but they'll have a, a increasing hunger because like you noted, God's word is living and powerful and it's, it's applicable to all situations. 
but you're giving them, you're really truly wetting their appetite for what you want them to hunger for. And that that is such a powerful thing. And so I'm so grateful that not only did God lay it on your heart to start with your own family, but you're equipping other young families to get started and then just watch it grow as their kids grow as well. Yeah. And I didn't grow up studying the word of God. I didn't become a Christian until I was in high school, 16 years old. And so I really didn't have any knowledge of God's word. I grew up in a loving home, but it wasn't centered on God's word. And so this is new for me to figure out how to implement with our family, having my kids be believers from young ages. And when I hit my late 20s and I realized I'd been a Christian for 10 years, but I really didn't have any depth or understanding of the Bible because everything I was taught was very topical. So my heart is to allow my kids to launch from my home, to know God's word and to know if a verse is being used in correct context, because if you're just cherry picking, you don't know. And so I want them to really leave my house with a robust understanding when I launch them into the world of God's word and then just cultivate that. I mean, hopefully the Lord just creates this hunger for them to constantly want to learn and know more about him. And then it'll be a generation impact, which excites me. Exactly. And and that's the thing. You are truly impacting your children's children and their children's children, because as you are setting kind of this standard, this mode, this culture is a better word, this culture for your family, that is going to be passed down because that's going to be what they know. So the impact of the studies that you're doing and the time that you're spending is really, really, really important. So I want to dive in in just a minute into kind of the nuts and bolts of how you set this up and how as a young family or even a middle older family, how we can approach Bible study as a family. But before we get there, I want to just ask a couple of other questions. One is, as you are studying with even your little children, have you found that as you read these passages, you've noted you've read through Exodus, you've done, you know, a couple of other studies, the the study of the birth of Christ, when you read through and you discuss it as a family, are you finding that even at their young ages, that there are different perspectives that come out when the questions are asked? Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. Yes. <laughs> and what I love about Bible time is that I can be reading something and their little brains are, we're still Bible focused, but they have a whole different, it opens up a whole different can of words of questions that had we not had that time to study, those questions wouldn't have been asked. And so we might veer off of the topic of what we're studying, but they, we end up diving deeper into other things. And if I don't know the answer to something, I love to show them we can go learn that together. Cause I know that's a thing too. Parents are always worried. Um, I don't know enough to teach my kids the Bible. And so I think the best thing you can do is lead by example, show that you have a willing heart and that you want to learn and learn with them. I, that's me with history in our homeschool. I don't know anything about history. Well, I do now to the classic conversations three years, but I love history now because it's me learning again with my kids and it's redeeming my education and my kids can see my hunger for learning something new. And so doing that with the Bible, you don't have to know all the answers. You just have to be consistent and be willing to dive in with your kids, answer their questions. And when you teach others, you learn more yourself. And that's the biggest blessing for me with this ministry that God's given me of creating Bible studies. I wouldn't have learned half the things I've learned had I not pushed myself outside of my comfort zone to explore topics that I do not know that fell over my head. And then I see God's faithfulness and the Holy Spirit helped me understand the scriptures and 
that's the biggest blessing. When you're going to teach your kids or anybody else something, you will learn more and earn reward more knowledge for yourself by trying to teach someone else. Yeah, that's so, so true. And I've, I've found that to be true. I'm sure everyone listening in has found that to be true that as you're growing, you get more excited about the content too. As you're, as you're learning it yourself, you're much more eager to talk about it. So, and that shows up, like you noted in history and science and whatever you're kind of really enthralled about, but Bible should be really at the foundation of all of those things. And it's just a great way to launch out. Another thing that you noted when we were chatting before, you said something about how this, I guess, after the birth of your son, you felt like there was a little bit of a dry spell in your own spiritual walk. And and really this desire to learn to study God's word came out of that or was born out of that dry spell. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, I was working full time at that time. So I had a career before I became a stay-at-home mom. And I just had, when I became a, a new Christian, I was serving in ministry. I was just on fire for the Lord, like for a good three or four years. And we all get that like early believer, like you're just hungry and you just can't get enough. I think I was at church about like every every night of the week because I wanted to serve and just learn about God. And then I got married and had kids and I wasn't as free as I was when I was single. And I just entered this dry spell and it was long. It felt, I think it was like two years where I truly did not have this hunger and desire to read my Bible. I would try, I would do a reading plan and then I would miss five days. And then I felt like a failure because now I had to read five days plus the day I was on to catch up. And <laughs> that's when I, the Lord, I read Jen Wilkins book, Women, I think it's Women of the Word or Women in the Word. And she really teaches you how to study God's Word. And that was my epiphany. And that was like my turning point. Like my hunger, I didn't know how to go and study God's Word. I would just open whatever felt relevant for the day, maybe read a proverb. And when I learned that you can study, you need, you should study, you want to pick up a book and just read the middle of it, jump to the end, and then jump to the beginning. You would want to know who the author is, who they're writing to, the context first, then you can read the book of the Bible and make sure that you're actually getting the correct application out of it. And when I learned that, I was just, the Bible became this new world that there was so much I had, I'd read the Bible cover to cover because I went to a Christian college. I had to do an Old Testament class. I had to do a New Testament class. So I'd read the whole Bible. I hadn't studied it in context. And when you understand who the author was writing to, what the history of that time, what was going on, the culture, you pull new meanings and you understand the scriptures better. And so now my heart is to go and read a book at a time. In my own personal study time, I will pick a book and I will just read from the first chapter to the last and understand the context better. And you, it just can reignite this fire that hasn't stopped that was in 2020, probably a year before that. And so I would just encourage people to, one, you can read that book and it will equip you and teach you how to study God's word and then take those tools and start reading a Bible, a book at a time. And you don't have to go in order. I know she suggests James. James is a great book to start with. I love Genesis because that's the answers to a lot of culture questions going on right now. Understand who created us, why he created us. Start with Genesis. That's a great book to read. But just read a book in order all the chapters. Yeah. And I love the way that you tied it to you wouldn't you wouldn't dive into a book not knowing the author, read the middle, not yeah. get the and you know, you we don't pick and choose content that way with any other book except the Bible. And yet so many people yeah. are truly can I, I don't even know that they're content. I think that they haven't actually thought about it to yeah. kind of piece together why this isn't working. But the way that you positioned that was was so wise because you do when you learn 
you know, what was going on in Colossae when Paul wrote the book and who is Tychicus? And, and you're, you're picking up and you're getting all of these cultural things. What is the slavery thing going on there? It enriches your understanding and all of a sudden things that had a depth of meaning. And I mean, you're going to read through most of the Bible and there's a level of meaning that you're going to get no matter what. But when yes. you actually dig in and you understand who it was written to and what they were saying at the time, you're able to go so much deeper and your understanding just is so broadened and you see how exactly what was happening then is happening today. It just looks a little different because of different circumstances. So, so powerful that understanding of the the importance of really digging in and learning about the Bible for, in a much deeper than surface way. So yeah, I just, you had alluded to that as we were talking. I wanted to make sure that we pulled that out because I think that's so important as we're about to dive into kind of some nuts and bolts and how to set this up for your own family. Because if we don't understand the importance of Bible study in general, you know, a, a deeper Bible study in general, then it's going to be really easy to not focus on making that a priority in our homeschools. Yes. So I, I wanted to, you know, with, again, I, I love the fact that you're talking about this with young kids because so many of our listeners are at the same basic stage of life as you are. So with your young children, how do you structure your Bible time in your homeschool? What does that look like for you guys? So I'm itching to get back in five weeks because I love the routine. <laughs> so we're, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're starting in August. So for us, my kids just know breakfast time is Bible time. And I do that because for a few reasons, I like to, if, to me, and to, I think for every family, it should be Bible should be the most important topic you're going to teach your kids because that's the one with eternal impact. And so if sometimes your day can get crazy and get away from you, there's one subject we're going to cover. It's for sure Bible. And I will call that a win for our day. So we will do Bible study over breakfast. And I like breakfast because they're eating. And so they're occupied a little bit with their mouths. And I I prefer guided studies. So that's why I write them because I prefer a plan. You definitely do not have to have a guided study if you're a person that doesn't like to do a workbook, then just open the Bible and read, like I said, a chapter a day. What I like to do for little kids is if you're going to go through a book of the Bible because their attention spans are smaller or shorter, you know how in your Bible in a chapter, you'll have like little titles in between like the subdivisions of the topics. Um, Just do one of those and then discuss those together. That's how I designed my Exodus study was just one of those little topics. So that way we're covering one thing at a time. And then we expand and ask questions and probing questions. But we do it over breakfast and it probably takes us like, depends on interruptions. It's, we have, I probably read two sentences and then someone needs syrup and then someone needs milk, but <laughs> I stick with it and it probably takes us like 15 minutes, but I like to go through the study guides I created. So like for this fall, we are going to be going through my newest foundations of the Bible study. And I love this curriculum so much because it's covering so much depth of the Bible. So this year we will be going we were going to review all 66 books of the Bible. So I went through and in the study, I have the context, the culture, the background of every book, and then key things that happen in those books. So my kids can have an overview knowledge of every single, all 66 books of the Bible. That'll be like the first 12 weeks of this of the year. The last 12 weeks of the Bible study, it's a 24 week curriculum. We're going to dive into the different ways that the gospels portray Jesus. Each gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they portray Jesus in a different light. And that's so interesting when you pull that out, because then you're going to read that gospel and understand that Matthew really focuses on the kingship of Jesus, Luke as man. And then I have a song in my head that we also sing all of these topics too, <laughs> you know, as I'm saying it. 
Mark focuses on Jesus being a servant and John focuses on Jesus being God. And so you learn those themes. And so we'll cover that. We're going to cover the lives of all the 12 disciples. We're going to cover the three missionary journeys of Paul, his imprisonment to Rome, who Satan is, the four main views of Revelation. And so we're going to cover all these mini topics. And my kids are seven, five, and two. And we, I also create songs for the, there's like for classical conversations, we do like short memory facts and we sing them through songs. Mm -hmm. And so I made up songs for each of these sentences. It's me singing. (laughs) It's my contribution, everybody, but they're free to download on my website. And they can, the kids love them. They're so catchy. And my four-year-old last year could sing all the 24 key memory sentences. And we studied judges, prophets, kings, the temple destruction, last year and my four-year-old now five they can sing every song they know when the first temple was destroyed when the second temple was destroyed they know all that information through song and that's what we studied so you can teach your kids depth context you can learn along with them and i would just push them a little bit because they don't have to have the information spoon fed to them they can strive and hunger and they'll ask you'll i get shocked by the questions and the depth that my kids can ask me questions and I, you don't think they're comprehending, but then the four-year-old pops up and asks the most in-depth question. It's true. And the way that you're teaching them and especially, you know, not, not just going through the stuff, but singing the stuff that will stay with them forever. I have been amazed at things that I learned, even when I was younger in Awana or whatever, different verses that I learned that in the moment, when you're going, I have no idea where that came from. The the Holy Spirit brings these things to mind. So all the truth that you are giving your children when they are young, as they are growing, all of that is there. It's theirs forever. And the Holy Spirit can use that. So it is our responsibility to make sure they're fed it so that then we are laying that foundation for them to stand on it in the days to come. Yeah. It's just so, so important. But for those that are that are listening in, like I know you started, you noted with looking at the Christmas story and then Exodus. How do people, you know, if if they haven't accessed your, you know, a, a study like yours, and they're just wanting to go on their own, how would they know where to start? How do you recommend they know what to pick as far as studying the Bible with their kids? I always feel like the holiday times are the best launching point because everyone's familiar with the birth of Jesus. Everyone is under, understands, I have an Easter study, like the death and resurrection of Jesus, but having studied them in verse and context. So a lot of times I will get new customers during the holiday season because they want to teach their kids God's word. And you can go through verse by verse in a 25 lesson study and you can really, you will walk away understanding more. There's so much to the birth of Jesus that we think we know, but then when you really understand the culture context, like, oh, I didn't realize that was happening or that's what that meant in scripture. And so you can start there. Easter also, there's a six-week study I have that will walk you through the full story of Jesus' death and resurrection. And that one's really beautiful. And there's so much to learn in that. If I have the foundation of the Bible, I think is honestly the best jumping off point because it's a teacher's guide that's a read aloud and parents will learn with them. And you don't have, there's a lesson plans too. So it provides like the Bible reading that relates to what we're talking about. But I think foundation, there's free samples they can download to see if it fits for their family. But I think the foundations of the Bible, the newest volume through that I just launched is so helpful for all families to cover the entire Bible. You'll cover the New Testament. You'll walk away with such information that you didn't understand or comprehend before. And it will bless, 
I be- I'm praying it's just a blessing for families and gets you to hunger that you're going to read an overview of, like you said, Colossians, and then it's going to make you want to go hunger and actually study that book for yourself. That's my my hope is that people will read the overviews of each of those books and then their kids will be like, oh, I want to dive deeper into Esther or I want to dive deeper into this book because they'll be like, find it interesting. I try to write it in a way that it piques their interest, provides context. So when they read it themselves, they're, p- they're picking up little nuggets they wouldn't have known before. Yeah. And I love the way that you you talked about how parents and kids are learning together. Yeah, you know, our our mission is to strengthen, to build strong families. And we think that with the mission that God has given us to disciple, shepherd the the, the hearts of our children, homeschooling is a great tool for that. But when you're studying God's word together, that is one of those things that that goes so far towards building bonds within your family, building that same hunger within your family, building a culture that is what you'd want. And then as you're studying history or science or whatever, it's amazing how many times through the years you're going to have the things that they learned, even when they were little in Bible time, they go, wait a minute, we talked about whatever when they're studying history and they they hear something mentioned that was culturally relevant in the time of Ruth or whatever. It's It was fascinating and so exciting to me as my kids grew up to see them start weaving all of those things together to give them a an understanding of the history of the world, the way that God created it, that showed that he was in control of all things. It deepens their faith. It deepens their their walk. And it did the same for me. So it goes so far towards really building strong families that are built on those foundations of faith that we would want. Yeah. And that's my goal is that to create studies that families can do together, regardless of your age gap. And so that's why I think it's in this these studies that I write is that your 17-year-old and your five-year-old, you can all read it together. And like I said, they'll walk away with different information or whatever they can understand. And then there's Bible reading. So your 17-year-old could do the suggested Bible reading on their own. And then I have a deeper section. If you want to understand even more about King Solomon and his life, you can then have your 17-year-old go read more of the scripture. The goal is to get them to know where to go and read it on their own and have that understanding. And then your four-year-old might just sing the song, but everyone's learning the same information. It's just they're applying it a little bit different based on their age levels. Yeah. And that is such a good approach. And to allow, even as your 17-year-old in your example is learning more, they're going to be talking about it. So the four-year-old is going to be getting it too. It's just that the 17-year-old is the one that's minding it. So, you know, it's, it's just, again, just a great way to grow together. How do you incorporate memory work? Because I I imagine not only are you memorizing these facts and these, you know, these statements that you were noting before, but it's also so important to teach our children scripture. So how do you work, you know, scripture memorization into your approach? So there's some tips. So with classical conversations, we do memorize like a passage every every year. So like this year we're gonna be doing John one, one through seven. Song is the easiest way for my kids to memorize information. And there's songs on Bible verses that you can find on YouTube. There's also tips that help adults and, and kids that can read how to memorize verses. And I, this is where I love social media because I can learn tips from other other moms. And I implement that into my homeschool where you have a Bible verse and you take the first word of each word in the Bible. So like say Genesis 1, in the beginning, you would just take the first or the first letter. So you take I for the word in, T for the B be for beginning and you would just write that down and that would be your trigger to help you memorize the bible verse you would just see the itb and you'd be like oh in the beginning and that really is a good 
way to memorize big chunks of scripture is putting the first letter of the word of each word on a board. So that's something I have free flashcards. So if people wanted to memorize scripture and they want to, there's uh, 66 flashcards, one key theme verse for every book of the Bible. And I have those flashcards as a free download and it'll have the verse on one side and then that memory trick on the other. And so my kids and I have gone through those cards to memorize a verse for each book of the Bible. But you can use that for passages if you want your kids to memorize full scripture. But yeah, song is super helpful for us. That's my kids love to sing. And so that's how we memorize a lot of things in our houses through through song and just repetition. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, have you found as you're teaching your kids scripture that you have been amazed at how you're able to come up with little songs, little ditties to put these things to these verses and such to to tune at or what? I started it last year where, so we have the 24 topics. So we have a, ver- a, a topic for each week that we memorize. So I didn't realize it was a fun little gift I had of creating little ditties, <laughs> but it's actually fun to try to get the words to match up with a popular song that kids love. And my kids love it. And they walk around the house singing all of these songs. And so I'll be doing that for each each volume that I create is creating some memory verse songs for them to help memorize. But it helps a ton. Yeah, that's fun. It does. It's so good. And when I we would do that when the kids were young and I just started going through my Bible. And if I made up a song for a verse, I just put a little music note beside it. And now as I'm reading through, I always kind of sing those passages. And it's so sweet because for me, you know, our, my kids are, my kids are grown. I've got three that are finished with college. And, and so to be able to kind of go back in time and be singing those songs in my head as if they were little again is just a joy. That is a blessing. And and they can do the same. You know, my kids can actually sing those those verses the same way. Again, just a real treasure that you're leaving with your kids that sometimes when you're in the weeds, you don't recognize the longevity of what you're doing. And yet it's so impactful. And I feel like I'm still in the in the weeds. I have my kids aren't fully grown yet. So it's hard to sometimes like, oh, is what I'm doing going to be producing fruit? And I feel like the Lord gives me sweet little tidbits or reminders throughout the day where it brought tears to my eyes the other day of my son. A worship song was on the the radio or the, the Alexa. And I look over and he's standing in the kitchen with his hands raised, worshiping God on his own. And that was just, yeah, that was beautiful. It, it is. And it's it's precious to see them grow in their faith and continue to walk in it. And they're not going to be perfect. They're going to stumble just like we do. And yet, if you invest in giving them a foundation, then you then are able to just trust the Lord to bring yeah. that about, to let that foundation of faith do a work in their hearts. And it grows our faith as parents, even when they when they get older and they start pulling and they're trying to figure out what they believe and why they have all the tools they need to go back on. And we can trust a faithful God to bring them all to their memory. So, Lindsay, I am I'm just excited about what God is allowing you to do. Can you tell us where everyone can connect with you, how they can find your studies? You know, what's the best way to to get with you? So I'm on Instagram at Driven by Grace, and I share on there homeschooling help and a lot of Bible resources and anything I'm, I'm creating, I share there. And I try to be as encouraging as I can in that space and helpful and sharing any tips and tricks that I learned. That's my passion is to 
anything that I am learning, I want to help make it easier for someone else. And so that's what I, that's what I love to do. It brings me joy to help others. If I can do the research for you and just share that information with you, that's my heart. I also, my website is drivenbygrace.com. Then you'll find my resources. I have Bible studies. I have a few for adults. I've got, I'm now shifting for like a lot of families. And then in the future, I pray the Lord will help me write more verse by verse studies for all the books of the Bible. And there's homeschool apparel, faith-based apparel and accessories. So yeah, Instagram and my website, Driven by Grace. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure that we link everything in the show notes so we make it easy for people to find you and connect with you. But Lindsay, it's been a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you are welcome to everyone else. Thank you guys for joining us as well. I am confident that this has been an encouragement to you. I hope that you're motivated to go out and start taking what we've talked about and making it part of your own family's culture. Get into God's word together. Pass on those truths. We talk all the time about how the Great Commission begins at home. And this is one of the greatest tools that you have to reach the hearts of your children because God gave us his word and he has equipped us and given us so many resources to learn it better, to learn it together, and to make it a natural part of conversation within our families. I cannot overstate how impactful that will be for your children, both as they grow up, but then as they launch out and start their own families. So don't grow discouraged. Keep at it. Allow the Lord to grow you even as you're investing and overflowing into your children. He is doing great and mighty things. So have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm.